Hello and welcome to Dungeon Protocol. Today I decided, um, obviously, you know, we didn't have an episode last week, and um, I think this episode would be great just to make a character with you guys and then give you guys the character sheet I made. So, we're going to start off. I'm going to make a character here. Pretty simple. I don't have any guests with me on today, but I want to see what we can do here. It should only take about half an hour to an hour to make this character, so let's get right into it. I'm going to put my player name down in the top right, and in class, I want to, I'm going to choose a cleric. I have a plan with this, and I want to just class. We can choose that later when we're actually going into stuff. So now that we know I want to be a cleric, we want to choose a race that will actually support the cleric. So a good one would be like, adds a bonus to wisdom. So you can just like a website like 5e tools or something and i'm literally just going to do on 5e tools filter wisdom any bonus and now i have anything that gives me wisdom is aarakocra azamar um some dragonborns anything that has like any combination on it um and, you know, there's always the option of your DM allowing you to have custom ability score increases no matter what your race is. But I, I'm just not going to worry about that right now. What I am going to do is choose a race. And I'm looking through them right now. And I... Hmm. Fur bulk could work. Or maybe I want to go centaur. Um, I think this is actually where we're going to want to roll dice. Um, so, basically what happens is I'm going to roll dice doing the uh, 4d6 method. So I'm going to grab out 4d6, which is your standard dice. And I am just going to roll them out. Reroll ones. Okay, I got a two. I is three. So that's probably going to be my lowest stat. So a two, two, and a three would be a total of a nine. Um, I do want to height. I think the lowest stat I'm actually going to want is going to be like a... I think what I'm going for here... I can have the low stat, stat be like dexterity or something. And this is for more of a roleplay reason. I'll get into that. Um, let's roll some other stats. See what I get. Because this might affect... 5, 5, 3. That's a 13. I think I'm going to put that in intelligence. I can always move these around as well. I'm just... Colors for now. 665, that's going to be a 17. That's going to be wisdom. Unless if I get something higher. Six four four. going to be a 14. Put that in a constitution. Five, or 655, another 655. That is going to be a 16. I'm going to put that into strength. 
because my goal is to have a pretty strong character here that is a cleric. And then we roll ones. A six, four, and a two. Okay, that's going to be a 12. I can... Charisma 12 sounds pretty good. So now what we have is a Wisdom 17, Strength 16. Now, I should probably go for a Strength plus 2 and a Wisdom plus 1. That will get both of my numbers to an even number, and it, both of them will be doing something more. And so in, if I want to Wisdom 2, I'd have a 19 and then a, let's say, 17 if I want for the Strength, and... I wouldn't. I would only gain a bonus to wisdom, but now I'm gaining both the bonus to wisdom and strength. Now there's other things like feats that might give one bonus that you might want to take later. That would be good, but I think just to have a good overall character, not have to worry much about feats. You want to have all even numbers, so I'm gonna go with the centaur. Um, unless if there's an, I'm just looking around real quick, seeing if there's anything else. And I can always filter. I want I want a bonus to strength. I could also go with something like a uh, dragonborn. That's one of the new dragonborns. Hmm. You know what? I think. I think I'm going to go a gem dragonborn. I've never actually dealt with any of the gem creatures, but it, I do know it uses constitution modifier, which isn't half bad. So we're going to increase the strength in 18 and, and wisdom to 18. So now I am a, <clears throat> a gem dragonborn. And let's see what type of dragonborn I am going to be. There's amethyst, which is force damage. Crystal, which is Radiant, uh, Emerald, which is Psychic, Sapphire, which is Thunder, and Topaz, which is Necrotic. I think this would actually be a good option to go along with my actual choice of um, sub-race, or subclass, sorry, subclass. But you know, I'm actually thinking I'm going to go a... Um, say Force. I know Force is generally a good thing to have. Um, so I'm going to be an Amethyst Gem Dragonborn. And I think, yeah, okay, so <clears throat> I get gem, gem Ancestry. You get, you have a Gem Dragon Ancestor. And yeah, okay, that gives me the Gem Ancestry of that. Um, breath weapon, so I can take an attack action on my turn and do a cone in which each creature has to make a deck save against my constitution modifier DC. On a failed save, creature takes 1d10 and then it scales with your levels. Um, and the breath weapon number of time equals to your proficiency bonus. Alright, and you finish all x amount of uses when you finish a long rest. I know the original Dragonborn did one per day, and I think this might be actually interesting. So, I'm going to put down uh, Gem Ancestry. And that's going to be Amethyst. Breath Weapon. And then now, 
since we get a weapon attack from our race, let, might as well have it. And I'm going to just have it be 2 out of 2, because that's what my proficiency bonus is at level 1. So, breath weapon. Let's go breath weapon. I guess it's not decreasing in size, so I'm just going to go breath. You know, you can always abbreviate things if you want. That's up to you. And it's going to be a DC. And since it's using my con modifier, so I think actually I forgot to do this. Con uh, modifier, since strength's an 18, it's going to be a 4. Dexterity is going to be negative 1 since it's a 9. Constitution is going to be 2 since it's 14. Intelligence is going to be 1 because it's 13. And remember, it's it's in increments of 2 from 10, Wisdom 4, and Charisma 1. Pretty decent character. So my breath weapon is going to be 8 plus proficiency bonus plus my constitution modifier, or DC 12. And my damage type is going to be 1d10 force. And I also have some Draconic Resistance. So now I'm resistant to Force Damage. Which is honestly really powerful. Um, Psychonic, psionic Mind. I've uh, I can send telepathic messages to any creature you can see within 30 feet of you. Um, so basically, I can communicate with any creature. Alright, that's really cool. Psionic Mind. Gem Flight. Starting at 5th level, you can use a bonus action to manifest spectral wings on your body that lasts for 1 minute. Uh, once per uh, long rest. So I'm not going to add that yet, but you're going to want to remember that's there. Because I can't use it yet, so it's not technically on my character. But once this character would be level 5, open to use. So now, I think it's time to get more back into the cleric. Um, maybe even a background. So, you got this cleric build. I think I'm going forge cleric with how I rolled. So let's find some actual... Races. Uh, no, no, races. Backgrounds. I'm sorry. Backgrounds should be good. No, we discussed backgrounds. It should build on your character. Um, either it can expand on it or change it up a little bit. Let's see what I can think of. Um, I need it to load first, though. That, this is fun. All right. This might take a second to load, so while we're at it, initiative, it's going to be negative 1. Speed, it's going to be 30. <clears throat> um, still loading. Cleric stuff, I'm going to have 8 plus my constitution modifier, because you're rolling. It'll tell you how much, level, uh, how much hit points, and it's always your max amount possible at level 1. So it's a d8 plus, so... And my hit dice, I'm going to have 1d8 listed, and total hit dice, 1d8. 
and my hit point maximum currently is 10 hit points. And, you know, I currently have 10 hit points. And I know I'm going to be a Forge Domain Cleric. Alright, so now that this uh, the backgrounds have loaded up, let's see what I can do. Generally, you're looking for good skill proficiencies. I know I'm strong. I know I have some intelligence, a lot of wisdom, some charisma. Not a lot of dex, though. So I kind of want to lean more into my intelligent, charismatic side. Um, maybe even wisdom. So let's see what would be interesting. Um, I could go history and survival with the fisher. That could be interesting. A fishing dragonborn cleric. Um, or I could go for something more like... Go like a noble with history and persuasion. I'm just looking around. Um, there's always the hermit. I always, it's always nice to tend to go a bit out of what ex is what expected. Um, you could, because it always makes your character a little bit more expansive. Um, and honestly, let's say I am a cleric gambler. See, I'm a cleric, so I'm going to be lawful good. I, you know, I've decided I want to be... Actually, I'm going to be lawful neutral, since that's generally what gem dragons are. And I'm a gambler. So, what do I get? I get deception and insight. And I also get one gaming set. Well... Or wait, I... Hmm. So I get one gaming set. Proficiency with one gaming set. It's not telling me the gaming set. Okay, that's fun. Um, so I get fine clothes. So I'm just going to put some of this down. Fine clothes. Um... Now let's say the gaming sets is a deck of cards. I also have a deck of cards. Uh, and a belt pouch containing 15 gold pieces. Generally just put down your amount of gold pieces. I got 15. I got 15 gold pieces. Uh, fine clothes. A lucky charm. Extra roleplay equipment. And feature never tell me the odds. During downtime activities that involve games with chance of figuring odds the best plan, you get a solid sense of which choice is likely the best and opportunities seem to be true at Dan's discretion. So never tell me the odds, that is gonna be on my features and traits. And then I can roll for personality traits and ideals. So I'm going to grab a D8 out. 
too. Uh, every copper wants to be a silver. Each bet is an opportunity. All right. So I can copy. I can just put that on one of my personality traits. You're gonna get two of these. Um, and then another one. I plan for every contingency. Contingency leave nothing to chance. Ideals. That's gonna be one d six now. One. Uh, okay, six. Evil and not evil. And I'm basically choosing one, ones that would either be any or lawful. So I could either go knowledge, knowledge is power, and uh, fate or survival. Um, I'm definitely lawful neutral. So. Let's say I, I leave everything up to fate. You know, anything happens, it's going to happen. Bonds. Two. I'm loyal to a friend or family member who taught me how to gamble. Alright. And one flaw. One. I don't know when to quit, especially when everyone else is telling me to. So now we have an interesting character we can work on. I think we should go back to the cleric part of this. So, we have the hit points. Proficiencies, since we're going forge domain, we're going to have um, heavy armor and smith's tools. So we're going to have, I think, all types of armor. Uh, yeah, all types of armor. Do I gain weapons as well? Um, one second. Hmm. Alright, um, so I definitely get heavy armor and smith tools, but I don't gain... Heavy armor, smith's tools, and then I gain. Simple weapons. And then I get to choose. Uh, I have wisdom and charisma proficiency. I also get to choose two from history, insight, medicine, persuasion, and religion. I'm going to go. Let's say, currently I have Insight and Deception. Let's go History and Religion, I could say. Or Medicine and Religion. Medicine and religion.
Alright. I don't know why it's not letting me select medicine, but I think that's good enough. Um, and then, I have some starting equipment. A mace or a warhammer, if proficient. I don't have martial weapons, so I'm going to have to settle with the mace, which is 1d6 bludgeoning. So, what we're going to do is we're going to put down a mace. It's going to be a plus um, 6 to hit for 1d6 plus 4 bludgeoning. So basically, in the taxes and spellcasting, you take the weapon, it's a mace, it's a plus 6 to hit because it uses my strength modifier. And it's 1d6 plus 4 because that's my strength modifier. And it's a 6 because plus your proficiency bonus and it's bludgeoning. I'm just going to put B down to abbreviate it. Um, and now, we're also going to go with um, some chain mail, because we can get that. And that's going to get our armor class up to 16. So we're going to have a mace. But we're also going to have a shield, I believe, as well. Yeah. So the chain mail automatically takes it up to a 16, but the shield is going to make it an 18 for now. We can see if that changes. Um, and what else? There's also light crossbow 20 bolts or any simple weapon. I think a light crossbow... Mm, the issue is... My weapon options currently, crossbow, dexterity, is dexterity based, and I don't have much dexterity on my character. So, a ranged spell attack might be better than a crossbow in our situation. So what we're gonna actually actually get instead, um, let's get a quarter staff. I think that would be pretty good, uh, since the mace is only one d six, one d six, but it also can do one d ten if it's held with two hands. Um, now it's probably the best bet. Yes, yeah, so let's get a quarter staff. It's going to be I'm just going to do Q staff and then it's going to have parentheses one so it's going to be a quarter staff one handed it's going to be a plus six for a 1d6 Plus four, and it's gonna be bludgeoning. All right. And now we're also gonna have a Q staff. Which is a plus.
No, actually, one second. Yeah, yeah, I'll just do this. Plus six. For one D eight. Plus. For bludgeoning. Alright. So now. Here, I'm actually. Uh, I'm going to delete this. So basically, what I'm doing right now is since it fits better down here, I'm going to have the breath weapon have a DC 12 con or con 12 for 1d10. Basically, I'm just trying to make this look nice. Um, and 1d10 force. And, um, I know this is sounding kind of dead, but I'm trying to import, input all this information down, and I don't like cutting things out. So basically what we have now, as of now, is a quarterstaff two-handed, which would be 1d8 plus 4, a mace one-handed, or a quarterstaff one-hand would be 1d6 plus 4. And then we have the breath weapon, which is a constitution 12 DC save at, for 1d10 force. And then we also have second. I don't know why. Okay, I have to let this load. We're also going to have a quarter staff in our inventory, as well as a shield and a mace. And okay, so we have all that. We also get a holy symbol. Um, we mace, yeah, uh, it's chainmail armor, simple weapon, and we're gonna go for a let's go explorer's pack because that's generally what's used more. All right, and let's just get all these stats in. Um, strength, strength saves are gonna be a Four. I don't like how small that is. Dexterity says they're gonna be negative one. Constitution says gonna be two. Intelligence says they're gonna be one. Wisdom saves are gonna be six. Charisma saves are gonna be three. Because you know proficiency bonuses and stuff. And then you go through the rest of the list. I'm gonna wait until after the episode to do that. Fill in the extra stuff. We're getting close though. As we just have some other things to do. We have spellcasting and do divine domain at level 1. Which gives us the, um, as they forge. One second. Okay, yep. It gives us the bonus proficiency, which we already put down. Gives us some spells. And gives us a important thing. So... Spellcasting, we can add to our features and traits. 
And we can note that there is also ritual casting involved. Spell casting does involve ritual casting, which means we can cast spells without using a spell slot if you spend 10 minutes or more, and it has ritual 10 minutes or more, and it has a ritual tag. Oh my goodness. And then there's Blessing of the Forge. And Forge Domain Spells. Extended Spell List. I'm just going to put down Forge Domain Spell List. So now, I think it's time just to go with these spells. You have Identify and Smearing Spite, Smite right on top of what you were already going to get. So Identify. And I'm currently going to have, based, if you look at the actual list of things, you have three cantrips known and two first level spell slots. So, we put two out of total, and uh, we have some options now. Um, so, identify can be a ritual. I'm going to note that down. And R tag do it. And Smearing Smite is something that basically does extra damage on a hit. That's pretty good. Now, we need to go to Spells. So I'm just going to load up Spells. And either in a book, you go to the back and you look for each class. Right now, since I'm on D 5e Tools, I'm just going to go through Spells and get some Spells. Spellcasting class will be Cleric. Ability would be Wisdom. Just whiz if you want to abbreviate it. Spell save DC is going to be A plus your proficiency bonus, which is currently 2, to level 5, and then it'll be 3. Currently it's going to be 10 plus 4, which is 14. Spell attack bonus is going to be 4 plus 2, your proficiency bonus, which is 2, and that's going to be a 6. Now, it's time to pick some spells. I'm going to filter anything that is a cantrip. Or cleric. Let's see what good cantrip cleric spells we got. Um, there's actually not many. Definitely, I'd get Toll the Dead. It's a great damage dealing spell. Cantrip. Toll the Dead. Next, um, Sacred. Uh, that's a dexterity saving throw, though. Hmm. So I'm definitely going to get Guidance, since Guidance is a great, um, like, is assistant spell. And... I'm definitely not getting resistance. Uh, (laughs) 
Thaumaturgy is a great, uh, like, niche spell that's really good in, uh, roleplay and stuff. So let's get... Fair the Dying is good for, like, healing and stuff, but it's really... It only just does the same as a medicine check, so let's... Let's focus on getting some Thaumaturgy. Thaumaturgy can, um, basically, uh, increase voice, flames flicker, brighten or dim, harmless ground tremors, alter appearance of your eyes, instantly cause an unlocked door or window to fly open, or you gain instantaneous sound that originates from a point within range. It's fair, it's fairly interesting, um... So yeah, we're going to stick with that, and let's get some spells now. I'm just going to look through the first level spells of a cleric, and see what they've got that's good. Definitely getting Bless. Bless is a really good spell, as you can give 1d4 to your friends. It's like Guidance, but more combat-aimed, I'd say. Um... Tech magic is always a great spell to have, and it's a ritual, which is great, because a lot of your early level spell slots would be used up, and you kind of want to have those spell slots. Uh, and I currently can have a total of five spells, because it's your wisdom modifier plus your level. So I get a couple more. I am going to get Cure Wounds as it's a great spell for healing. And just in case, if I can't cure wounds them, I'm going to give healing word, just to make sure my allies never fall down. And inflict wounds or shield of faith. Shield of faith would give me extra armor. I have one, two, three, four... I can actually drop Healing Word. I think that might be the way to go here. Um, so let's go Shield of Faith. And Inflict Wounds. Because Inflict Wounds can do a lot of damage. So now, I mean, we basically have the whole character set up. So, we have all that set up. All we need now is to put in the extra numbers. You know, all the dexterity-based things are going to be negative one. Um, all the wisdom-based things are going to be four, unless there's a modifier to it, which would be six. Survival's four, perception's four, medicine's four. Uh, anything intelligence would be one, unless if there's a bonus to it, which then it's three. So Arcana, History, Intimidation would be also one. So any other Charisma ones are also that. Um, performance would, would be one. Intel nature would be one. Investigation's one. Religion's three. Persuasion's one. And Athletics is going to be a four. <clears throat> so now you have a strong cleric that has... Yeah, I think that's... We have a strong cleric, not the high dexterity, but 
you have an interesting character. You have a gambling amethyst gem dragonborn cleric, and you can always write a backstory. You can say, oh, this cleric grew up in a gambling um, a gambling, like, church or whatever, and they believed in the art of the gamble, and they built, like, forged items to trade with. And that's that can be your character backstory. It can be a very interesting one. Um, so, I'm going to name this character Dungeon Protocol, and I'll remember to link this in the next episode, in this episode, and that was a good episode. Um, Next episode, we're going to maybe go into uh, classes, or I plan on trying to break it up a bit, go into other parts of D&D, and we can always go back into each class, do a class breakdown. I hope you guys understand the general like way of going, okay, let's choose our class, let's get our uh, race to support our class decisions, and kind of do that at the same time of rolling for ability scores to see which ones you want, and then you can... Um, go into background real quick, add that little bit of extra thing, then flesh out your class. Then you can work on your spells, and that's how you make a D&D character. We did this in about 40 minutes, and I actually do want to play this character now. So, I'll see you guys next time on Dungeon Protocol.